0: fact or myth in the big game the coin toss usually comes up heads that is a myth in fact tails has come up more often in recent years football is full of myths like the pigskin isn't actually made of pigskin gambling is a share of myths too unfortunately believing gambling myths can cost you a lot of money so learn what's myth and what's fact at keepitfunohio.com you'll also find helpful tips interesting quizzes and great games all to help ensure gambling is always fun Have you heard The Bird is the Word, Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk.
2: Is that song,
3: I don't know. I was gonna let it go for however long you want to let it run. I was, yeah. it was a good beat. I was, I, was, I was checking
2: settings it. and everything and just ignoring it. And then, uh, whatever that like moved to the beat or something, the guy said, and I was like, I don't remember that in our song. I, I thought maybe you always bust out
3: new interest songs. I thought maybe you had a new interest song there.
2: No, I'm too busy focused on new, uh, new artwork now that it's a, a two man show. Let's try it again.
0: Behind home to them all day. More day, you know what's up, welcome to Birdland, Birdland. win or lose, we bringing it to you always. always, you know what's up, welcome to Birdland, orange or black, we rebuild the pack, no matter where we at, you know we coming back, section 336, we on this, so tune in. tune in, you know what's up, welcome to Birdland, yeah, yeah, welcome to Birdland, you know what's up, welcome to Birdland, Birdland. now, here come the boys from section three. three
3: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to section 336, next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I'm your endearing stuttering host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Sroka.
2: Hey, we got to watch some baseball this week. Yeah. Somehow we made it through an offseason again.
3: Yep, it's been a long time coming. So now we can overanalyze two innings pitched by each pitcher.
2: Right. You know what? This offseason went by so much faster with being able to cheer for an MVP quarterback. It sure helped the offseason. Yeah,
3: absolutely. To see the the Ravens have a good run and make the playoffs always helps with the Orioles' offseason. And because, yeah, this has been a quiet offseason for the Orioles, just like we all expected. Yep. Um, The most action was trading away good players like Jonathan VR and Dylan Bundy. Um, But... But you know, hope springs eternal, uh, and and we get to see some young players play. We get to see Ryan Matt Castle chase around balls in the outfield, and we get to see Keegan Aiken give up home runs. So it's just it's that exciting
2: time of the year, spring training baseball. Yeah, and a whole lot of commercials for the new uh, MLB The Show game, which gets me all pumped up and excited for that. Yeah, now with
3: the with the the minor leaguers, I'm all over that.
2: The minor leaguers is like that's a dream for Oriole fans. Yeah, The fact that it's going to be real minor league players across all levels with real stats and everything. like when we do, Who cares about the major leagues? The, those minor league teams are going to be fun to play as.
3: Yeah, because I always do when I play the show. And I didn't get the show last year because there was no like new players Wild on yet. the Orioles worth having. And that's the only reason
2: you get the new game right. for the new Orioles If you got a new game, you would have lost Manny Machado. You don't want that.
3: Yeah. And so, yeah, I still got Manny Machado and Adam Jones. It's fun. But I always do franchise mode and okay. i try to win a world series that's my that's yeah. my mode franchise mode but it's really hard as it exists to to get fran- to win a world series before getting fired cuz your team is so bad cuz i try right. to tank yeah. to get draft picks but then they fired me after year 2 I, but i'm like it's a four year rebuild just wait till uh, 2023 and we're going to win the world series but i get fired always before that see, so I hopefully never- now with the better minor league system and a more accurate minor league system i can do some yeah. damage
2: and see, I get that. I would. My issue would be, I'd get frustrated because I'd be doing those, uh, whatever they call it, Road to the Show. No, Road to the Show is individual player, but I'd be doing those leagues, and it's like, Trey Davis is your MVP, and this guy, and this guy, and it's all these made-up names. Yeah. So now that it's like real people, suddenly I care about that.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's cool. And I didn't. I saw some of the ratings. Like Adley Rushman was like at eighty-six. That's not. Um, and some of the pitchers, like um, my man Co- Co- Cody Stedlock and was like a 60, and Michael Bowman I thought was a little bit low. Well, because so, they're
2: all minor leaguers. You're not going to give a minor league player a 90, mm, 95.
3: Mm, I meant like potential. That that was their was, oh, okay. like potential. And I thought, oh, mm, I think Adley Rushman is more than a B potential. But I right. think I think those numbers will change. And, I mean, you know how MLB, MLB The Show does it, too. They like it
2: every, like, two weeks or yeah, something. Yeah,
3: they, they update the ratings all the time, depending on how players are playing. Right. I don't know how like how much will they update minor leaguers. Like, if minor leaguers playing well, will they update the
2: minor think, leaguer? I don't know, though, because that's a lot to keep track of. I, it, it, but is it – you would think with today's world, it's just computers. And yeah, you would it, think, like, it's not a human that's upgrading those ratings. You would think the computer would just monitor and, like, every day – Say, okay, what was his batting average today?
3: Yeah, I don't know if it's done actually that scientifically. But they did mention, I forget the site. They worked with some site in building the minor league ratings and rosters out. <laughs>
2: the baseball prospectus, maybe? It was, it maybe. It was some. It <laughs> was some, it was
3: No, it was a site I never heard of. I heard of them. It was some okay. other site I never heard of that they worked with. Gotcha. But some site associated with Major League Baseball and the minors. But... Yeah, I spent so, my yeah. Go ahead. I spent my weekend in Philadelphia this weekend.
2: In Philly, yeah.
3: Uh, no sign, no, no signs of Bryce Harper, unfortunately, though.
2: Well, he's down. He's down here with me. He's down oh, yeah. in Florida right now.
3: Yeah. How many spring training games have you been to? Over under four or five? Out, now, Florida, um, hopping around. You've probably been to like ten probably so far.
2: <laughs> yeah, the the Orioles are not too far away. They're about three and a half hours away. So it basically would be like if I took the week, it's like your trip to Philly. I can take that trip over to Sarasota. Fake
3: news. Do you know how far Philly is from my house? Uh, From your house to three hours. An hour and 45
2: minutes. Is it really? Yeah.
3: I go the back way
2: through Delaware Oh, yeah, you just go the back way. Yeah. Hour and 45 right. minutes.
3: Yeah. I, That's I was, not bad. No, I thought it was a lot further. I love, yeah, and I, I love, love Philadelphia. That city's great. You can walk. I, uh, you can't do this in Baltimore. I walked uh, my uh, hotel and I was at an education conference at Pennsylvania University. 45-minute okay. walk. I felt completely safe walking for 45 minutes in a city. I never felt like that in Baltimore. You can't walk 45 uh, minutes anywhere in
2: Baltimore. Yeah, how was the weather? Was it cold? It was cold. For a 45-minute walk? It was cold. I I also went for a nice long hour walk in the city of St. Augustine on Wednesday night. Because I think it was Wednesday. No, Thursday night because uh mom and dad are in town visiting oh okay so they're uh they're staying about 40 minutes away from us but we've uh gotten together with them a few times and uh showed them our house showed them where we're building a house and and had a nice little double date with them downtown st augustine earlier this week
3: okay that's nice that's cute that that's why they couldn't watch my kids when i went to philly uh
2: yeah they're down they're down here i've seen them uh I think I saw him a bunch over the weekend. I saw him Saturday and Sunday okay. this weekend. So, yeah. I've seen him uh, maybe four or five times since they've been down here. So.
3: Well, that's more than I've seen him recently. Yeah. the uh, But but it was all right because my kid stayed with friend of the show, the Zany Burt <laughs>
2: right. Yeah, I like it. I like that the Zany Burt Rohde. I texted the Zany Burt this week as well. Speaking of friend of the show. What? It's not even
3: his birthday. Why'd you text him?
2: No, because I because I booked my ticket to come back home for for opening day. Mm. So I'm coming back. You know, I had no no problem getting uh getting tickets for opening day. Oh really? So yeah, Orioles. Uh, yeah, plenty of seats available. You so can still on go out, on the website you know, right
3: now and get tickets to opening day.
2: I don't know, but I think if you call like a ticket rep, you can still get you can still get opening day. It'll tickets. sell
3: out though, right? The Somehow, kind of yeah. yeah, they
2: might have to cover up some seats, but somehow it'll be a sellout, but I got my tickets to come home, so I asked our favorite friend of the show if he would like to join us for a like nice in person podcast, yeah. while I'm back in town, so I got a big old maybe oh, we'll make that happen At, so i think I think he'll be back. You yeah. and I'll be doing a show. I don't think uh we can get I do think we'll get friend of the show back on,
3: yeah, yeah, we'll get Bert on here for an opening day or post opening day show. Um, and yeah, I know we're going Thursday, um, and I think I know you're planning on Saturday too, right, Josh? I might go Saturday I, too.
2: I think so. I'm debating between Saturday or. Uh, it turns out my flight back isn't until like six or seven o'clock on Sunday night, so I could. Why is Gigi trying to call me mid show? Um. So I mom, think we I do might the podcast Sunday every morning. Monday. Yeah.
3: Mom. mom, come on, mom. Yeah. Tune
2: yeah. in reminds, on the, you reminds me of that old that old video of. uh Charlie from the uh, Orioles Spastics yelling up his stairs at his mom to be <laughs> quiet. He's recording his podcast. Exactly. So. Um, yeah. But the Saturday so, yes. game is
3: a four o'clock yes. game, which is nice. But yeah, but we got our tickets to open day. So we'll be at opening day and it's going to be I mean, I mean, I'm already I'm already pumped up. I already got it marked on the calendar. I'm taking the day off work. Um, I haven't been to opening day in a couple of years. Uh, I don't. I know you go every yeah. year, Josh. I kind of. I was avoid surprised it. to hear that you're coming. Yeah, it's usually too many people for me. But I'm. I'm just pumped about this team. I'm pumped about this team. So darn all the crowds. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go and uh, take off work and go to opening day. So I'm that's, pumped about that's it. That's
2: awesome. Yeah, that's great. I mean, why not? It's exciting. It's the uh, only time the Orioles have a chance all season, and it's the Yankees.
3: So, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's Garrett
2: Cole. A uh, former yeah, cheater Astro, so it's perfect. Right. right. Guy who uh, looked pretty good today, to, today in his first start in spring.
3: Did he? I was too yeah. busy watching video of Jose Altuve get booed out of the stadium.
2: Yeah. That was a lot of fun. I, I do like the memes going around about the Astros are now stealing these signs of fans of, at the Astros.
3: Yeah, yeah. There's, this is Astro's story. I'm telling you, Josh. It's going to be the gift that keeps on giving. Throughout the entire year, this story will never get old. Just when you think it gets old, there'll be a new TikTok video, or there'll be a new something a stadium does, or there'll be something else. This story is going all the, all year. By the way, has Major League Baseball said anything about the Boston Red Sox yet?
2: No, and the Red Sox haven't even announced their official manager. They yet. have an interim manager. The, yeah, they yeah. have an interim manager, and I don't know if they're just waiting for like whatever this announcement or what's going on.
3: Yeah, that's so weird. Who knows? But, uh,
2: yeah, but no, no announcement yet. You would, no, I, I'm shocked. Like they gotta do this before opening day, because you don't want to make this announcement mid-season. You would, but
3: you wouldn't. You made that same argument about it would have to happen before spring training, so like Red Sox could make decisions and stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so I, it totally. makes me think that I don't know. There's something else going on.
2: Um, I, I, I don't know. It's weird. It is weird that there's a delay. I don't know if it's. I don't know. Are there big stars on the On is this it, name that they can't. Is that it they related? Don't want to release it. Do they think we're going to forget it? I don't know.
3: Yeah, is it related to the backlash of this whole Astros thing where they right, don't want to repeat they, the same mistakes? And
2: right, they handled it so poorly that they're trying to figure out how to handle this one better. Yeah, I looked it up. The Astros come to Baltimore June fifth, sixth, and seventh.
3: All right, get your so trash cans nice ready.
2: Week, Nice weekend series to bring your trash cans out to the yard. Perfect. Perfect. Have you been, uh, Josh, the spring
3: uh, – so let's do initial impressions. Is this All where right. you want uh, to start with of spring sure. training,
2: baseball, Orioles related? All right. Sure. Um, I want to talk about the broadcast cruise because we got little glimpses of that this weekend okay. as well. But we'll get into that a little later.
3: All right. So we can get into that the changes next.
2: there. Uh, yeah. Changes with that. Changes with 105.7, which you'll – which are uh, all interesting. All right. I made a couple of notes. Saturday, my note. Saturday, I listened to the game on the radio. And my note from Saturday's game says there was nothing good. Okay. Sunday, I watched the game on TV. My notes say LeBlanc looked good in his two innings, one hit, two a lot, strikeouts.
3: A lot of ground balls.
2: Yeah. And I like, the, I like the miniature E on his jersey in LeBlanc.
3: Okay, yeah.
2: So I thought that looked cool. I made Capital a note, E, but note. miniature. Yeah, I thought that yeah. looked pretty cool. So I made a little note about yeah. that. I wrote down that Dwight Smith looked good at the plate, but really bad in the outfield. Okay, he's not the only Coley left fielder that looked bad, but we can get to yes. that later. Yes. And then I wrote that uh, your boy Chris Davis, I thought looked good at the plate. With a walk and a single to left, and good as in two walks and a single to left. Yeah, and by good, he took those walks and kind of he didn't swing at stupid pitches. He didn't strike out, so I wrote good at the plate.
3: I guess so. I mean, to me and like Hyde said, he looked good, and we're gonna overanalyze every Chris Davis at bat. And certainly, it's better that he's starting off getting on base and not getting on base. But even like both walks, he started off zero and two and one and two in the counts. So I guess like props to him for not striking out and fouling off a couple pitches, but I'm not encouraged by him getting behind in the in the count again. Like a better pitcher I think is going to finish him off. Right. So, um, That's the
2: thing is it is spring training pitchers that he's facing.
3: Yeah. And listen, we could talk about at-bats. The guy with the most at-bats I think right now for the Orioles has 5 at-bats. So I'm not going to analyze 5 at-bats. And as far that as the like, pitchers yeah, go, like Austin Hayes, the 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 most pitchers uh is the most innings pitched a pitcher has is two. Alright, so I'm not gonna talk yeah. about Keegan Aikens and the, pitching after two innings. I'm not gonna talk about Chris Davis batting after th- three at bats. So we're not we're not having that conversation. Oh
2: but I got I got notes on those. Alright, fine. But that, I'm just I just want to preface this
3: by this is dumb. Let's
2: continue. I wrote down uh from today's game I wrote that it's nice to see Cobb healthy. Though he I wasn't because he was supposed to pitch two innings. He pitched well, one inning Oh, I, I assumed they only wanted him to pitch one.
3: No, he's supposed to pitch two. It was all the hoopla. Because so. then Dan Connolly is out on Twitter spreading rumors because these guys on, on these, these guys who follow the Orioles have nothing better to do than to spread rumors about pitchers. Uh, okay. But it came out that the reason Alex Cobb pitched one inning instead of two innings is because, like everybody else on this team, he's got the flu.
2: Okay. So he yeah, says he I, was I, dehydrated
3: cool. and felt a little bit dizzy out there.
2: Oh, I feel dehydrated and dizzy too every time I watch the Orioles.
3: Well, yeah, you um, you can crane your neck looking at all those home runs, make you dizzy.
2: I wrote, I wrote that that I might be on board with the David Hess. Not good. The Davis, the David yeah. Hess. He had two, 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 two good two in inputs, inputs three strikeouts.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. With Jake Fox cat, cat, catching him. I wrote, yeah, it was good. I wrote that
2: Aiken looks fat. That's the that, note.
3: See, that's the big note you got to take away. I don't care about. It. <laughs> right. There, there it is. There one it one. is. I was waiting for the the first fat comment, the first out of shape comment. Well, there it is Aiken. Keegan Aiken looks fat and coincidentally or not coincidentally he gave up 100 runs so there you go Josh
2: good well I saw Keegan Aiken I saw Aiken on the mound when I was watching the game and I was like who is that and then in the jersey said Aiken and I said that's not how I pictured Keegan Aiken in my head but you never like, saw I, I you never watched never Keegan seen, Aiken
3: pitch before this
2: no I've no this is my first time ever seeing Keegan Aiken Yeah. and I was just like that's Aiken he's fat yeah Uh, and then I wrote down that uh creamer kramer was fine one in point one innings two strikeouts he gave up a couple hits but i like i like it what i look for in my spring training pitchers is strikeouts if you strike guys out even though it's spring training and like minor league guys strikeouts will get my attention
3: hey um oh so yeah that means you're I, getting it over the plate yeah and he was throwing like 94 or whatever and hide Matt, 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 Manager Hyde was very impressed with Kramer too. Said some nice things about him in the post game. Hey, but hey, if you were to put a height and weight on Keegan Aiken,
2: <laughs> um, what'd you see. say? I'm gonna go with. Uh, let's go with height first. How, how tall do you think he is? Height. I'm going five ten. He's six foot. Okay, six foot. I right, i right. I'm gonna say that's close. All right. Yeah. Six what foot? about weight?
3: I'm six foot two. I'm six foot no as well. Um, uh, two. Two forty-five. Okay, that's offensive. that's offensive. What is he? What is he? That's offensive. He's, he's listed. I don't know. See when this was taken, but according to Baseball Reference, he's listed listed at two twenty-five.
2: But that's still a big boy. Okay, that's still right, a big boy. Two twenty-five. I'll yeah. give that. That makes sense. All right, I'll give I'll give you two twenty-five there. But that's still a good bit right. of weight for us. It's still a big, boy. That's a big boy. That's big. Now again, I don't mind my pitchers being fat.
3: Sabathia, one of the greatest pitchers of all time, yeah. fat dude. But yeah. it's better when he was fat.
2: Yeah, he sucked when he lost weight. Yeah. So, yeah, I do not mind fat pitchers. It's other positions where I don't like you being fat.
3: In general, I enjoy fat baseball players. Give me a Kirby Puckett all day. Give me a a Cecil Fielder all day. Probably prefer first baseman, but I love a fat Uh baseball player. It's like because baseball. Give me a Sidney Ponson. Yeah, baseball is the hardest sport to play. I th- and everyone kind of agrees it's the it's hardest sport to play, to hit a 100-mile-per-hour fastball. And if you're doing that and you're also fat, I think that's fantastic.
2: Yeah, all right. If you lose your breath running out to the pitcher's mound but can still calm down and throw the ball, I'm all right. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah.
3: You're Freddy, sweaty Freddie Garcia just throwing strikes while being fat. I love it. Right. I love fat and, baseball players.
2: Yeah, and I'm in love with Chris Davis and his new ball. He looks like he, lo- he, looks like he used to like when we all loved him.
3: Yeah, yeah, Chris Davis is huge. So it's good to see. So I
2: love that. Like, if you're going to strike out, at least look good. At least, like, at least look like a monster up there at the plate and give us something.
3: Yeah, what do you say the over-under is for broken bats across his knee this year? I mean, I think there's going to be some bats broken across his knee. He's got a lot of anger. uh, I'd say two and a half. Two and a half? Two and a half, Oh, I bet the over on that, yeah. He's going to break some bats. I mean, that, that he, a, the, the bat looks like a little twig in his hands.
2: <laughs> yeah. Now, broken bats on the swing, Toot that's pick. going to increase as well.
3: Yeah. Now, right. to, go, to get the over, he's going to need to strike out some in key situations.
2: Right. Exactly. And he's going to have to – right. To get that over, he's going to have to fall apart and not be helpful for this team, and everyone's going to hate him once again.
3: Yeah, but so far this year, he's gotten on base every time he's been up. So if that continues, he won't break any bats probably.
2: Uh, I don't know. Maybe for celebration. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. But, yeah. would yeah, you I be
3: curious to see? I know the Astros cheated and that's not good. But I would legitimately be curious to see if, like, Chris Davis, someone was banging on a drum, and if Chris Davis, like, literally knew what pitch was coming every time, could he hit 250 if he knew what pitch was coming every single time? Could Chris Davis hit 250? I yeah, don't think he totally. could. You don't think he could? I think,
2: I think Chris Davis, if he knew every time what pitch was coming – uh, whatever that record year he had with the like 70 home runs and batting 250, I think he could pass that. I you think, really think he so? had, You know what pitch? Yes. You know what pitch is coming. Josh. You're going to put up the best career stats you've ever had. I don't know if that's true. Judge, you have some guys exactly no, no. right. You. You sound like the you sound like the manager of uh, the owner of the Astros saying, "I don't know if it impacted the game. Of course it did. The no, no, no. the hardest thing when you're at that plate is to guess what kind of pitch is coming." Okay, I agree. Mike Trout would
3: hit 500 and and hit 70 Any home runs. Any ball player
2: would. Ryan Flaherty would.
3: No, I don't think so. I mean, everybody knew Josh that Zach Britton's throwing a sinker and no one's hitting it, right? I mean, there's certain pitchers. I mean, if you know a Chapman Chapman's gonna throw a fastball, it's not gonna help you hit the Rodis Chapman fastball. Though I okay. mean that's the one that um
2: all right. oh, but Boy hit a home
3: runoff of Jose Atuve. But but, right,
2: but, but there you're you're just but, naming but, a few you're just naming a few pitchers. Alright,
3: but I'm just saying but my point is that the pitcher's that good, you can know it's coming and still not hit it. Or if the hitter's that bad, like Chris Davis, you can know it's coming and you still won't hit it.
2: I don't think there's anyone in the major leagues that uh, no, in the pitch, it would not help them and improve them.
3: Josh, how would you do if you knew what the if you knew what pitch was coming?
2: Uh, unless it's a change-up, I'm running away from the ball because that ball is coming way too hard for me.
3: All right, fair enough.
2: So uh, yeah, I don't know. I hey, I did pretty good that chance that we got to hit off Al Bumfrey. Yeah, I, I hit the ball pretty good.
3: Yeah, well, Al Bundy's not is not
2: throwing a lot, a lot in major a leagues. A lot the right field with those soft tosses, which means I was still behind those pitches. Yeah. Um, Josh, I was waiting for you to comment on the Nike swoosh. Oh, you've, now, you're, now you're just going through my Twitter. I just didn't understand when I was watching the game why it was a uh, black on their jersey. It was like the only part of black on their white jerseys was the Nike swoosh. Hmm. So that's why I posted on my Twitter. Why isn't it orange?
3: But I see. I think Keegan Aiken's fatness and the color of the swoosh. I think uh, those are more appropriate comments <laughs> then, three then, games into spring training than Chris Davis's. Davis yeah, yeah, look good or Dean Kramer's hitting. Well, my real
2: comment on Chris Davis is how he looks. That's what Physically, I really care about. That's true. Physically,
3: yeah. he has very big arms.
2: All right. You know what? It's because friend of the show is not here to give us all the, the visual commentary on jerseys and stuff. Because yeah. um, yeah, I think Dwight Smith's beard looks pretty good. I like him with the beard. I like that the Orioles, now that they don't have this beard, uh, beard, whatever, no beards allowed r- rule anymore, that now right. it seems like for the older veterans, it's who can just grow the best beard. I like that. Give me something new to look at each uh, spring training.
3: Okay, there's been some minor injury news, nothing major, but um, Asher Wojciechowski, I guess, has a has a blister. Cole Stewart, I, I, something's wrong with him. He's yeah, getting he pushed back. Um, our boy,
2: the person, the person showing Wojciechowski on the back of that jersey, also has a blister. Yeah,
3: probably. Our boy Yusei you, Diaz um, has shoulder soreness, pushed back, and and hides. He's not concerned, but. Um, Wojciechowski Diaz. Any of this concerns you? The only thing about Diaz no. is Diaz seems to always be nicked up in some way. So this is like Diaz was not going to make the team, but it's just right. like Diaz. I mean, it's, it's you. If you can't, if you have arm soreness for day one, like what are we talking about here? Shoulder soreness, and we
2: haven't played a game yet. Like, come on, dude. Well, that could that could mean that he did nothing this offseason. <laughs> Yeah, he hasn't used his arm until uh,
3: today, or he probably did what I would do. I got a, a, a freaking invite to, 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 to the major league roster. I'm throwing the first ball I catch, and every ball I catch, I'm throwing as hard as I can to right, hope someone right. sees me throw it 100 miles per hour. And he does have a good
2: arm out right. there in the
3: outfield. So I think maybe or, or, overdoing it in practice, perhaps.
2: Right or or yeah or football season ends super it's Super Bowl time and you realize crap spring training's in a week let me hop in the gym every day and overdo it
3: yeah yeah I don't yeah yeah I don't know exactly what's going on with that but we also um uh, oh the Adro Adry- blister I mean that's no big deal but I mean nope. he is not guaranteed I don't think a starting spot would you say that that Wojowski is guaranteed a starting spot? I think spot?
2: it is no one is guaranteed but it's his spot to lose. Hmm. So I think I think I mean, he was the favorite, the front runner for that position. But I think for all starter these guys, number three, yeah, yeah, John Means with, is
3: number one. Oz Cobb is number two. Yes, Wojciechowski right everyone, now is number.
2: Everyone three. assumed Wojo was number three. I think you can't guarantee that when you have all these guys with some experience that you have signed to minor league deals because they all want those sh- those spots.
3: Yeah, Wojciechowski I mean he's guy not like, like a, he's not an established major, major leaguer so
2: right so he's a guy you could say hey let's take let's give him some more time in the minors yeah or put and, him on i mean or you might veterans. have to send
3: him through waivers and put him on waivers and see if someone else wants him like that's i think that's not out of the question unreasonable
2: yeah yeah i guess you would go with the whole angle of who wants an oriole pitcher
3: yeah
2: so try to sneak but him through, but you're,
3: yeah. but he would have to I think pitch. I think he's the favorite for a starting spot,
2: right? And so. you're right. It might have something to do with waivers and him not being able able to clear waivers or something.
3: Yeah, I don't know. And again, this is you have to look. I don't know what his options are. Um, if you want to keep him in the forty man, I don't know what his options are. Yeah, maybe send him down or not because he's bounced around a bit. Yep. Um, let me think. Other impressions of spring training. I think that's um, it. Um let me get to when players get uh I don't know 10 innings pitched then we can start having some conversation. I mean we're we're a month away from actual baseball being played. Um yeah. and these and, and like make no mistake about it, like these are competitions like Ryan Mountcastle left field Josh you saw that play where he lost the ball in left field yeah
2: yeah yeah, yeah. is that
3: excusable because it's sunny i think people want to make excuses for ryan mack cause it's sunny it's sunny so, though like every saturday afternoon game and you don't see is. people drop balls and like they that.
2: say they say the wind is different in sarasota well, because of it being close to the ocean but it's ryan mountcastle he has, has he hasn't played much in left field right no, he hasn't. Uh, like he's like they keep finding different positions for him. Yeah, he started out so drafted like shortstop, another.
3: moved to third place, played there a while, then moved to first and I think dabbled a little bit last year in the outfield.
2: Right. So, I'll give him that. I mean, on that game everyone looked bad in the outfield. So, yeah. I uh what's his name that uh that played center field? Um Steven Wilkerson. Wilkerson. Yeah. yeah, he missed a, a ball, misplayed a ball. Dwight Smith Jr. misplayed a ball. The outfield looked bad.
3: Yeah, it's a bigger deal for – yeah, Dwight Smith Jr. Yeah, it's
2: a bigger deal for Stevie Wilkerson because – He's I mean, an outfielder. He's been an outfielder. He's had a chance at major league outfielder play.
3: Well, outfield I mean,
2: play. starting last year, right? Like he hadn't played
3: last, uh, outfield till last year, and then he became like our center fielder somehow. But like he is fighting for a utility spot. And so part of the yes. utility spot is – Part of his advantage to him is he's a center fielder, Um, and if he can't play center field, they might keep that Velasquez guy who they just picked up over Stevie Wilkerson. I mean, Stevie Wilkerson's not even the 40-man anymore. He was kind of uh, optioned off the 40-man, so he's like an outsider trying to fight in. So Stevie Wilkerson needs to play almost flawless baseball to have a chance to make the team whereas ryan matkowski probably wasn't going to make the team no matter what he did as we talked about in here and i bet part of michael elias like loves it every time ryan matkowski makes a mistake because then he can justify keeping ryan matkowski down in the minors longer um i saw the guy from oros hangout on twitter i forget his name tony something from Orioles hangout
2: yeah tony uh, I'm blanking on the last name Tony Pente
3: Yeah t- Tony Pente He was saying Like once Brian Matcastle, Once he gets his service time Once the get another year out of him By the end of April He'll be up And be there the rest of the year I don't think Ryan Madcastle Is going to be up in April I, I mean I think They have to find a defensive a- position for him And he has to prove He can play the defensive position I don't think They're just going to stick him at DH I don't think Because that's kind of giving up As far as Him fielding a position So I think they're going to try to stick him Either in left field or at first base um and make him play defensively every day in the minors for a while and kind of prove himself defensively before they call him up so i I would be surprised if he's caught up at the end of april maybe i'm wrong on this but i'd be surprised
2: that's the and that's been the conversation with mountcastle the entire time is where do you put him in the field do you really want to bring up this guy as a dh yeah and i
3: yeah and i feel like that's that's kind of given up because then all of a sudden, what do you do with Renato Nunez who had a really nice offensive year last year? Um, and that's why maybe right. you kind of hope that Renato Nunez plays, plays can play third base defensively well
2: enough to, to stick there every day. Now we did do this a few years ago. We kind of brought Trey Mancini up without a position for him and made it work. Yeah. Yeah. And and listen, Trey
3: Mancini, they're hoping like this is Trey Mancini 2.0, right? They're hoping that Ryan McCastle can make right. the transition to left field just like Trey, Trey Mancini did. But I don't know. I think Trey Mancini uh, maybe was unique in his ability to transfer out to left field. Um, not that he's a great left fielder. Like, but,
2: but an overall better athlete.
3: Yeah. I don't know if Ryan Madcastle can do it like Mancini did it. But that's why we like play these games. And again, I'm not going to yeah. judge him for one misplayed ball in left field like that's but i but i oh. think i don't think they want him as a dh every day in a rebuilding season like maybe if you're ready to win and you know have a position for him okay dh ryan mackhouse so but this point he's still young enough you're still rebuilding i'm sure the orders want to find a position for him
2: yeah and this is the whole point of having him at big league camp is yeah. to see can he play the outfield in the majors yeah. Like, the, like, it sucks when we watch and see him fail, but it, the whole point is to see if this is going to work, this experiment.
3: Yeah. And I'd be curious to see how much, like, this one thing to watch spring training, right? Does he play left field more? Does he play first base more? That maybe will give you an indication of where the Orioles um, kind of view him.
2: Right. Because it's the Orioles have been pretty clear that Trey Mancini is no longer a first baseman. Right. They've got no plans to use him in first base really ever again. Well, Unless it's to give someone a day off.
3: Yeah, I mean, and we'll see what development happens in the minors. But at least you're right. This year, the first yeah. baseman is Chris Davis, and it looks like Ryan Mountcastle maybe. But then you don't yeah. know. Like, who else is the first can play first base? I mean, I guess, I mean, Valera can play first base, but he's kind of right. a, a utility guy. And Trey Mancini can. Um, and
2: that's the goal. The goal is you bring Ryan Mountcastle up as this guy, utility guy. That can play some outfield, some first base, some DH. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. The goal. Well, I guess will it work?
3: I mean, I guess. But if you're Ryan, I, see, I don't know that though, Josh. I don't know if they want him to be able to, to to do multiple positions. Or when you're so good at the bat, everyone thinks he's that good at the bat. I mean, I feel like you kind of want just a position where he can be comfortable and go in and play every day. And so, to me, that position makes more sense. I feel like at first base, but I, again, I haven't seen him play enough at first base or left field to see where he's more comfortable at. Um, and like last year we had like kind of Mark Trumbull for a while, clogging up the DH spot. Um, now we don't have Mark Trumbull clogging the DH spot so that it can easily be something where you move Chris Davis to DH and move Ryan Matt Castle to first base. Um, if we're not to Nunez can play third base, but so
2: just some interesting things to watch. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, again, like you said, there's not a whole lot that we can take away from three day- games, except that it's just good to see the Orioles back. Yeah, um, I, yeah I'm, those, I'm liking it. Those, I'm
3: enjoying watching the games.
2: Turns out that it's not just the Orioles that have an ugly spring training hat. It's all of Major League Baseball has ugly spring training hats.
3: Yeah, it's weird. That's so weird it's a though. very
2: weird, like, yeah. I don't. I'd like to think that maybe, like, I'm just old and don't get it and, like, some millennial, like, loves this hat. I've never
3: seen anyone tweet out that they like the hat. I haven't seen one person.
2: Yeah, but how many times do you see people around wearing just ugly hats and you're like, I can't believe anyone bought that?
3: It's true. There's a lot of Yankee hats out there.
2: <laughs> right. I think we're going to – I will be interested to see kind of at uh, Oriole Park how often we see this this ugly hat. Yeah,
3: I bet you'll never this see is, it. If you see it one I don't time – I b- I'll right. the over under at one if we're betting here. Bet the but the over under at buy, one. People buy,
2: people buy the ugly all star jerseys. That's true. The all star jerseys are always ugly, and, and they're a lot more expensive than an ugly hat. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. Clearly, the Orioles need a little, or MLB needs a little extra money, so they got to make an ugly hat. Hmm. Speaking so. of ugly,
3: you want to get to some of the updated announcers and?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess what what announced first did the broadcast crews come out or did one oh five seven make all these changes and everyone's like what's that about yeah i think they were very similar time frames right i think i felt like they were both on wednesday let's see all right all right i got, actually i got it right here thanks to our text message thread okay wednesday at three thirty, you texted me a screenshot of our 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 true friend of the show jeff arnold yeah tweeting out uh i blessed to receive this opportunity, pumped for the 2020 season. And uh, so the broadcast team is Jeff Arnold, Mike Bordick, Kevin Brown. I mean, you want, should I go through these slower so you can comment?
3: I mean, I just I mean, have a couple overall comments. But all right. You can just Got go through you. them all, and then I'll make my overall comments. Tom
2: Davis, comments. Rick Dempsey, Scott Garceau, Jim Hunter, Dave Johnson, Rock Cabacco, Rob Long, Paul Mancano, Ben McDonald, Steve Molesky, Melanie Newman Greg Olson Jim Palmer Brian Roberts Gary Thorne but
3: all in a variety of capacities now like not all of right. them will be calling games
2: most of the games on the radio are called by a combination of Jeff Arnold and Kevin Brown yeah that's I, your main team and my comment about that is I like Kevin Brown and I like Jeff Arnold I like Kevin I haven't Brown. heard Jeff Arnold all right I haven't heard Jeff Arnold do any commentary until Saturday when he was on with Steve Moleski. But even then, he wasn't really doing much play-by-play. I like Jeff as a person, and I like him when we've met him out at the Keys and everything. I haven't heard him do play-by-play. I was ha- very impressed and happy with Kevin Brown last year. Yeah, I thought Kevin Brown did a nice job. Right. Listen,
3: I, uh, I, I, I never heard Jeff Arnold announce anything. I, I had no idea. I hope, he, I hope he does great. But I think I'm, a, I'm more you, old school, Josh. I' have heard old.
2: Jeff Arnold say, now batten." Matt Soroka from Section three thirty six.
3: Yeah, I've heard him say that. I've also heard him skip my yes. name one, once or twice, but I'll <laughs> yes, let that go. Have. The the but my point is, I'm a little old school in that I feel you should work your way up the minor league system. And here's Jeff Arnold making the jump from what Frederick Keys. I do all feel the way a single A. I do feel for Adam. Adam Pohl was higher in line, Josh. This was we, he was yes. higher in line. I would like to see um you know some promotion go going on. This kind of yeah. staying in the same minor system is not good for anyone or in the organization. Like you want to see people move up the chain, and and, and, yeah. and Adam Pohl, here's he's what would happen.
2: The Caleb the Caleb Joseph. Yeah, a of little the bit. The Orioles broadcast team. A little bit,
3: and then he's gonna go somewhere else, and we're all gonna love him as he drums for all the players in Toronto, wherever Caleb Joseph is doing
2: that. You see that video of him drumming for everybody, everybody loves him. Nope. Now, if he could drum on trash cans, I think that would go viral.
3: Oh, uh, yeah. Well, he had a whole like drum setup and everyone was dancing around and he was like doing air drums. It was pretty cool. Anyway, love okay. Caleb Joseph. Um, Got to feed the baby. Anyway, the, the thing about Adam Pohl is we've talked to him enough times where I'm telling you, if you're in an Orioles game, the, the, the score is, and this is going to be how the score is for like half our games this year it's the third inning and the score is seven to one, right? And we're losing and the game's done. Adam Poll can fill up six innings of great minor league baseball stories. Yes, to make the time fly. I mean, I'm telling you, you want I, I, for a bad baseball team, you want a good storyteller right. in the booth and, to pass to, to pass the time. Adam Poll is that man, and it's outrageous believe, that he didn't get the call up.
2: Yes, I agree. I love Adam Poll. He's great at that.
3: Jeff so Arnold's many great stories. The,
2: Jeff Arnold's got the same gift. He spent five years with the keys so he knows all these young guys who are coming up he was also a uh a minor league umpire in the gulf coast league i believe so he's got he's got the stories as well so i th- all right like i, I said i haven't heard Ge- Je-
3: i mean I, I i we know jeff arnold he's a nice guy we all like jeff arnold i never heard him really announce a game but i'm sure i'll do fine
2: right um, and then someday- but I wanted some I stories. Sunday we got our first TV broadcast and we saw Scott Garceau and Ben McDonald. Love Ben McDonald. And, uh, He's great. Yeah. I like Scott Garceau. Another friend of the show. He was an early guest on 336. Was he? Yeah. I yep. forgot about him. We had, we had him and Jeremy Kahn on. I know. Uh, we had, I remember Jeremy Kahn. Probably two Khan. years. Yeah. I forgot Scott Garceau. Yeah. Yeah. First two years we've had them both on the show. Both uh, good guys. We'll get to Kahn in a little bit later. But, uh. I thought Garceau did fine. I love Ben McDonald on the call.
3: Are you a little surprised, yeah. Josh? Scott Garceau, how do I put this kindly? He had Scott Garceau, He has a lot of experience. I thought
2: when he's got a face for radio, is that what you're saying? No, no, no I'm saying he's he's old, right? He's been around yeah. for a while, right? And yes, and I thought, I, 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 and that's what I liked about the Jeff Arnold move is you're bringing in a young guy.
3: And I thought maybe you would want someone. The direction this team's going, someone who's more into the analytics, someone who can, like, you know, even in broadcast now with the Hispanic stuff, they're doing more stats geared towards kind of the, the nerd heads.
2: Well, they or, put. Yeah, or even if you watch the XFL, they talk about like betting on the games and bet lines and all while you're going. That's going to be the future of all sports broadcasting.
3: Yeah, but at, at least, I don't want to get into betting, but at least the Sabre metric stats, statistics, I right, mean, that's it's start. a little bit, and Masson does it a little bit, right, with, with the stat cast and some of the, the stuff, but yep. it's embarrassing when Mike Bordick tries to talk about a- and, and and analytics. Like, it's just embarrassing. And you would think maybe they would get someone um, who's more, and I think Kevin Brown is more in touch with the analytics. Yes. Um, and I, I thought maybe for the TV side, they would get someone more in tune with the analytics, but Scott Garceau seems to be the opposite of that, and Ben McDonald, uh, former baseball player, also not really the the face of analytics. So that, yeah. that was a little I surprising like, to me.
2: Yeah, I feel like Jeff and Kevin are young guys that could be a long-term plan for, like, long-time te- long broadcast team for the Orioles. And I feel like on the TV broadcast, it's kind of like we'll throw everyone at it and just get through the next few years. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I- it's all that mass and money that's going to uh, – the Nats, they can't afford great, great people. But I don't know. I don't. I hope that Gary Thorne was ready to retire or step away and have less wanted to a uh, less of a load on his plate. Because I love Gary Thorne. Yeah. I
3: don't. I'm. I, I. care about radio announcers because you just got the radio. TV. I don't even listen to. To be honest, I. You could put anyone back there. Like I know in spring training they were interviewing a bunch of players. Uh, They remember Jeff Conine and Brian Roberts and all these other guys. I don't even care. Like, I I don't, I don't watch the game and like comment on the announcers commenting when I am watching game. Now for the radio, because that's all you got is the sound that matters to me more, and so I am kind of more picky about who's doing radio games. And that's why I like it really when and I and I am old school in the fact that I was talking about we need more new school guys. The guy I really like in there, and I don't know if you mentioned his name, is Dave Johnson. I like when he calls games because he's so old school. It makes me laugh. Um, yeah. I don't know if he's on that list, but but Ben McDonald also is great on radio. So I and I I don't care about baseball I, people that much. Who's right? Baseball I games. mean,
2: all these guys on the list. Uh, like I like Steve Molesky. I think he does a good job broadcasting. All the former players that makes sense to get that player perspective. Yeah. And Steve Molesky uh, knows
3: all the minor leaguers too. He's another guy. That's, right. he's, uh, the
2: minor league. yep. Leagues. He's had that cover. I guess the uh, Rob Long is the one that seems like the odd duck in there to me. Is I I mean I know he's from 1057, but I didn't know he cared about baseball. I thought oh. he was a football guy.
3: Well, I'm am a Rob Long guy too. Do you know why? Are you? Well, not not why? only is he uh, from 1057, you know where he's also from. Where else? Liberty University. He's a go Flames Liberty oh, University he? grad. Yeah.
2: Isn't this new girl uh, also a Liberty? Oh, is that person? true? I don't know.
1: What's uh, her name? Melanie
2: Melanie Newman. I thought I remembered seeing she was a Liberty grad. Because um, I think Rob Long she did the online school, which is kind of half... Uh, that's not... That's is that what you call flame? that?
3: Real liberty? Yeah.
2: What's I the idea? don't know. That's like a spark. Not, yeah. not a full flame. Yeah, he's not yeah, a full look, flame. Yeah. I thought I saw that Melanie Newman was a liberty girl. But I could be making that up. Oh, man. She's, she would be now my uh, my favorite announcer, if that's true. I'm going to look into that. Yeah, check that one out. But... Uh, I don't know. I didn't know Rob Long did the online school. How do you even, how does that even come up in conversation? Like, I guess he puts that as his college? No, I've just heard him talk about the radio before. Okay. Gotcha. So, speaking of the radio, 1057 made changes. Then, uh, all right, so it must have been at the same time because you texted me and your text is a screenshot of Jeff's and it says, Adam must be so ticked right now.
3: Oh, he, hey, by, 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 by the way,
2: here is, is Me, Mel, Melanie's little bio. Yeah.
3: She is currently a broadcaster for the Baltimore Ravens, and Masson. She also yep. reports for the ACC Network, the World Axe Throwing League. Did you know there was a World Axe Throwing League? Nope, but I now like her even more. And American Cornhole on ESPN. And then it makes this <laughs> this comment, Liberty University through ESPN and LFSN. I think that's the Liberty Flames Network. Game right, Day Radio so, Major League. So... I don't know if so that means least, like she used to work for Liberty
2: University, but I don't know if she actually attended there. All right. It sounds like she at least broadcast the games. I don't know. We'll have to yeah, get her I'm on a- here, and you can quiz her on her Liberty knowledge. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk some flames. Yeah, talk some Jerry Falwell. <laughs> yeah. um, Hashtag I, not I, my to, president. Go ahead. Right. So then after we talked about the, uh, the changes to the broadcast crew, I shared with you the 105.7 tweet. Which said, two new shows coming to 105.7 The Fan on March 9th. Inside Access with Jason Lockenfora and Ken Weinman will air from 2 to 6 p.m. And the Jeremy Kahn show will air from 6 to 9 p.m. Scott Carso remains with The Fan as a weekly contributor. Now, uh, Jeremy Kahn kind of got the short stick on that 6 to 9 because during baseball season, there's not much of that.
3: Yeah what was up with that? Isn't Jeremy Khan, and I don't listen to a lot of 1057, but isn't he the best thing going on 1057?
2: Uh, you know what? <laughs> Maybe is that not Scott, true? Scott and Jeremy, Scott and Jeremy are my favorite show and the only show I like on that radio station. Apparently, it's also the lowest, the lowest show on that broadcast station. Really? Yeah, apparently so. See, I don't understand well, people. Of, I don't understand people either, because for me, it was the only listenable show. Um, but yeah, apparently that show struggled, and now they're um, making this change. I, I everybody knows that we don't like Jason Lockenfora. Jason Lockenpaka. Yeah, we've made it very clear. I hate that his show is even called Inside Access because all JLC does is try to talk about he's in, how he's an insider and then he gets everything wrong. Well, and now his show is even I'm an insider. And he is an insider for the
3: NFL. Like by definition, I feel like he's an insider with with the NFL. And I, I don't. Then think, how does he get so much stuff wrong? I don't think he just he gets a lot wrong. I think because we're predisposed not to like him, that every time he gets something minor wrong, we want to crush him for it. When other people probably get things wrong as well. Um, yeah, I guess. But he, and he's he's always on my favorite podcast, the Tony Cornazzo show. He goes on there once a week, and that's made me like him a little bit more because Tony Cornazzo likes him, um, and he doesn't like everybody.
2: So, yeah, but I guess uh, and I guess this means that his podcast, I i don't know. <laughs> Maybe it already died. You, oh, yeah. know, his podcast is it going was, away.
3: It was already dead and buried. They, they, they said they and here was the quote by Jason Four on the podcast. They asked him about it. He said, we just couldn't compete with high quality podcasts like Section 336. So we thought <laughs> there was no All point right. in continuing our show. Be more right. opinionated. So he went to radio. Yeah. And Jerry Coleman. I mean, that that was <laughs> like, are there two? More just hated human beings than Jason Lacomfora and, and Jerry Coleman put on there together. It was just hilarious. I know. It's a it's a weird combination. Yeah, but but Mortar. I don't understand people yeah. who even listen to one five seven. It's like people who still have cable, right? And like have to wait till seven o'clock to right, watch the people that watch commercials and yeah. don't just like
2: wait until it, it's DVR or something. Yeah, like, like
3: there's this thing called DVR. There's this thing called like Netflix or thing on, on the right. Like there's, there's all these methods to watch things when you want it, whatever you want. Like who just flips on to the radio? Like I, when I'm driving, I got my books on table, I got my podcast. Like I don't have time just to flip through radio stations.
2: Well, even like, even, even, of like e- even, even ESPN, like I love PTI and around the horn, but I, I, the way I, uh, ingest them is through the podcast yeah, i listen too. to them when i drive yeah me too i don't have time to sit at the tv and watch that
3: no no but like yeah so i so i haven't listened to one of five seven in in years and years and years so this will make me less likely I'm, to tune to them in the in the afternoon like if i were to drive home except from for work. live
2: sports like a live game you'll tune to them you'll put them on for the radio yeah. oh for the yeah. Baseball game. yeah i'm
3: talking about talk radio right
2: sports
3: and this could radio. be
2: part of this it could be that Sports Talk Radio is hurting in general if you're not in an area where, like, the team's doing really well. Oh, yeah, I'm and sure. And it could be a, a shakeup. I mean, we know. I'm sure their numbers are hurting. Yeah. We know that Section 336 struggles when the Orioles struggle. Yeah. And uh, so I'm sure that it's the same for real radio as well.
3: Yeah, and they try to suck it all out with, even now, they'll say home of the Orioles, right, for 105.7 and then spend two hours talking about the Ravens. Then r- r- real quick yes. at the end, home of the Orioles, right? Because, right? because the Ravens are actually good and relevant, and the Orioles aren't, and so less people listen yeah. to the Orioles.
2: No, and there's things to talk about with the Ravens, with they just extended their defensive coach and offensive coach. There's rumors about them and Stefan Diggs. There's rumors of them trading Hayden Hurst. There's stuff to talk about with what the Ravens. What to do with Matthew, so Matthew Judon. He's
3: going to get the franchise yeah, tag. Yeah, with Judon. There's yeah, all this yeah. stuff
2: to talk about. But we're not going to deal with that because it's spring training. It's spring training. So don't, co- don't come here listening we to that. we got the
3: whole freaking off season to settle out the the, yeah. the NFL stuff. This is Yeah, we can talk about that in time. July when we get tired of the Orioles. Yeah, seriously. I know. You're trying to – Josh, is there an element here – baseball is a long season. Orioles are going to be bad. Um, do you feel any need to like pace your watching the Orioles to keep the excitement there? Like, Let me not watch a full spring training game because I want to save that feeling for a little bit later on so I don't – od in the orioles too early
2: uh no i'm a baseball guy i'm gonna buy well i'm gonna buy i am gonna buy the minor league baseball package and i'm gonna watch the minor league games okay i think that's gonna be a really cool way to experience this season all right you buy the package i'm gonna go to the games okay i'll share the password with you don't worry
3: no i'll be at the game i can't watch while i'm at it (laughs) right
2: yeah yeah good luck with that we'll see how many games you go to
3: I went to I don't know a bunch last off season did you I hit no, I I hit the Frederick Keys I hit the Darmalva Shorebirds I hit the Bowie Bay Sox you know what and you've got you've got Silas at the right age where it's really cool to go do that and it's his favorite thing in the world so yeah yeah. so that's awesome yeah so you'll hit up a bunch of mine yeah I don't feel like a lonely loser because I got my son with me it's not just me right
2: yeah, for me, it was always awkward to ditch the girls and, and everyone to yeah. go watch little kids play baseball. For the
3: first time in my life, my wife's like, yeah, go to the game. I was like, what? Yeah, and take Silas. All right, I'm going to the game.
2: Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, it's so also... This we- yeah, go ahead. Nah, I was just going to move on. What else about taking Silas?
3: No, nah, I probably shouldn't go there, but I was just going to say, I was reading this study. I shouldn't go here, but... You should have just cut me off. Continued on, Josh. So this is really what it comes out of my mouth next is your fault. I was reading a study that guys go to the bathroom longer than girls. Or I heard people talking about this study, you know, on the radio, and I was like, "That well, I don't, I don't understand that well, ex- when they go, the average bathroom time in the spent in the bathroom is longer for men than it is for females."
2: Okay, And this
3: seemed a little bit weird to me because
2: I mean it's weird to me. Except we also know. Uh... We, we we know a guy who would disappear for three four innings.
3: Yeah, and I never understood that. And then all of a sudden, no. now with the two year old and a one year old, when I get home from work and they're running around like mad, all of a sudden my bathroom break, which used to be thirty seconds, like I'm in, I'm out, taking care of business, and I'm out. Now all of a sudden, I'm I'm spending you know you know minute, two minutes, three minutes, five minutes in there because I know what awaits for me when I leave that bathroom. So now yeah. I understand the study is guys take longer in the bathroom just to get away from their family so so now that makes sense to oh me. yes
2: yeah that and to try to get their high score on whatever game they're playing on their phone
3: yeah and for me i was never a phone bath like i was doing my business in and out as f- yeah. quick as you can in and out i got things to do right. with my life i can't just right. sit there in and out but now all of a sudden i'm starting to take a little bit
2: longer i get it no i think you're right i think a lot of guys use it as a uh, as a break yeah like whatever, as a, as just a, a quick refresh,
3: just kids, whatever social situation. Let me just get a, a mental break, hang out because no one takes that long to actually go to the bathroom, right? You just go in there, you do your thing, you get out, right? Like I want to see actual, uh, actually numbers on actual like time you're actually going like, what does that look like? You want it to be like a chess a chess match from start to finish, clock, yeah.
2: Start to finish, you I, tap the clock. Yeah, when you're in and, out.
3: and if you compare genders, is this is this the same, or does it actually take us longer? Are we somehow biologically different that we go longer than than females right. or something? I, I want to. No. No, I also no, think, I it'd think it'd be interesting to
2: break it down by age brackets. So, I, yeah, I think there's lo- I think there's lots of men in bathrooms hiding from their kids, wives, and girlfriends.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think yep. I never thought about that before, but now I'm on to it. Now I'm onto it.
2: I think that's I think that's you got and by the mind. way, if
3: you're wondering why Bert Brody hasn't been on this podcast, he's just taking a really long bathroom break. <laughs> right, he'll be exactly. back
2: soon. You know, my uh, my new house has three and a half baths, It's probably why. So I can hide, it's like a big game of hide and seek. Mm, see, that's smart. I got All two, right. limited my options, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, n-
3: and neither of them lock either, which is a problem because kids can um, open doors, yeah, that's an
2: issue. Yeah, is the toilet close enough you can keep your foot on the door?
3: No, I mean, no, it's a slider. It's a slider, so it doesn't even like, oh, okay. pull open. It's a slider with no lock.
2: Oh, I, I'd be getting that fixed. I, I don't like having the door unlocked when I'm uh, on the toilet. Yeah. we live a
3: very open free lifestyle over here. We never Apparently lock doors. So.
2: Yeah, well, I don't. <laughs> you mean, yeah, because you're out on the Eastern Shore. You're, we're talking about your two outhouses. Right, two outhouses. They don't put locks on outhouses. <laughs> right. All right. So back to Oriole baseball. Yeah, Speaking I told you you should have just cut me off. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, what are we looking for? What are you watching for, like, in the next week? Is it to see who gets – does it matter who gets more in and Are we not even going to really see much because we've got so many pitchers at camp that we got to, like, start winding these numbers down? We should have – cut our first cuts should come this week, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, and I expect people who are not on the 40-man, right, but just were invited, people like – I don't know, Adley Rushman. I would Adley like to see Rushman. him hang on, but I, you got to feeling like he's going to go – um maybe galak diaz will go some of these other friends i imagine
2: minor league camp opens up in a couple weeks yeah so you just just kind of shift him over there just go across the street
3: yeah i guess what i'm looking for like just like as far as position players i'm kind of curious in where they play them and what insight that gives us right like is richie martin like do they see richie martin as a utility guy is he playing second base he's playing third base or do and they see him? Good
2: at those, he's looked good at both those positions. Yeah. Or do they he see looks him? Looks sp- real good at third base.
3: Right. And so if he has that flexibility, all of a sudden Richie Martin, who we thought this is a guy playing every day at AAA Norfolk, well, wait a yeah. minute. Maybe is he, he a can. Bench guy? Yeah, be a bench guy who comes in and plays these positions as need be, and he could play. I mean, you could play him. You know, but four, that four days kinda, a
2: week. But this, doesn't that also kind of make you wonder? Like, all right, any of these guys who are they're seen as utility guys are not guys of the future. Right. So like you might get on the field and try to make the most of your opportunity as a utility guy. Or if they, it's a tough decision on how Elias builds this roster. Like, uh, do you take a guy like uh, Richie Martin and put him on your bench because you like what he's bringing? Or do you send him to Norfolk because you like what he's bringing and you think he could be an everyday player next year?
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And like, what's the benefit of Richie Martin being right. able to see Jose Iglesias play a shortstop every day, right? And, and maybe right. There, there, there's a benefit there. And his, his but, problem but, was major league pitching. So maybe, like, you want to expose him to major league pitching more. But you could go ahead, Josh, and make an argument that he should be yeah, playing well, every day. At I was going to say,
2: right, because the other, the other side of that argument is, is, okay, well, maybe this guy will be good seeing some major league get major league experience. But he got all that last year. Yeah, so now it's time to focus him and tune him, and maybe a year in trip away would be good for that.
3: Yeah, yeah, he learned kind of his weaknesses, and, and now let, let him go back and work on those things.
2: So but I think so. He, that, to le- answer he your learned question. like what it's like to be around big league guys and all. I mean, unless I mean, he's a tiny guy. Chris Davis could just carry around, him around like uh, it could like uh, that Guardians of the Galaxy movie with the big tree and the raccoon. That could be the two of them walking side by side. All right, that ref- Who-
3: reference went over my head, but all right, <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, that was for, for Burt. Sorry, I forgot Burt's no longer here.
3: Yeah, but that's, I mean, we're talking about things to look for. Like, that's something I'm looking for. And I think where they play him, and you know, might give some indication if they view him as a utility player or if he views, like, if he plays more shortstop, he'll probably be going to Norfolk as everyday shortstop. I, I don't think there's a clear right answer here. I just think, like, the same with Ryan Mountcastle, right? How do they view Ryan Mountcastle? Are they really, like, trying right. to see what it looks like as a left fielder? Is it just an experiment or or, you know, um, could he actually and, be a left fielder for the Orioles? Right. Uh, another, and
2: then that's going to be the thing is like some of these guys who they know are not part of the future. They're going to want on the big league squad to try to trade them this season. Yeah. To say, maybe we can put something together. Yeah. And you bring up a good point about like rarely does someone go
3: for, it happens every now and then, but rarely does a guy go from being a utility guy to being like an everyday really good ma- ma- no, major league player.
2: I can't think of any off the top of my head. Uh, Once you're a utility guy, you're a utility guy. Yeah, I'm thinking of Ben Zorbris pops hurt. immediately
3: to mind like Ben Zorbrist did that kind of play okay. everywhere. Um, I mean But you could argue the he was played everywhere.
2: Right. The only way that happens is if someone gets hurt and you move into that slot and then the next year they decide, oh, we don't need to replace that slot. You did fine. Yeah. It's the only way. Yeah. So yeah, I'm looking
3: for I mean, we're not the new at third base. Mason McCoy, I don't think he's gonna make the team. He played really nice at shortstop, made some nice plays at shortstop. But I'm just kind of looking for where high positions players. And like, yeah, I'm looking at Chris Davis's at bats. I'm kind of curious to see. I think Chris Davis's story is just fascinating. I can't. I don't. I hope they never cut him because I love talking about him.
2: I think it is because rarely do you see a guy that has all of that and has such great seasons to then go all the way to the bottom, and the and and. I mean, we've talked about this over and over again with Chris Davis that, like, everyone loves a redemption story, and we all love Chris Davis as a person. So we all root for him to bring that, to come back.
3: And, like, it's fascinating. His refusal to, like, go with the company line and, like, I'm just going to bulk up and get bigger because I think it'll work for me. Like, it's just so interesting.
2: Yeah, exactly. So it's a great storyline. We all root for the guy. And, yeah, I mean – we'll see there's always going to be chris david hatred because of those ugly years but
3: there's always going to be josh too like people like holding on to this shred of hope that somehow chris davis will return to the greatness that was chris davis
2: that's me when we get to our bold predictions in a couple weeks you gotta believe chris davis being alive is going to be one of my bold predictions it always is because i want that chris davis i fell in love with that chris davis
3: yeah but it's not going to happen but good for your bold (laughs) predictions josh
2: I'm sure it'll still be my bold prediction.
3: Yeah. And and then and we can wrap up the show, we're out. But then like all the pitcher stories. I mean we don't know who our fourth and fifth, even our third starters, we don't know what our bullpen looks like. So watch the pitching. Who looks good? Not after two innings,
2: but you know but Josh, go ahead, jump on the Hess Express.
3: I'm
2: I'm on the right now I'm on the Hess Express. But I was kind of on the Hess Express a little last year. And then when I heard that he went to the same P three or whatever that John Means went to, yeah, I'm all on board the Hess the Hess Express. Yeah, and if Hess does
3: turn out to be a halfway decent pitcher this year, every Oriole pitcher from now on is spending their off season at the P three resort or whatever it is.
2: Whatever that is. If if he's like good in April in May, April and May, I need the Orioles to go and buy P three. Yeah, everyone and who don't works let there, and just the go there. Yeah, just buy it all. Yeah. We have money. We have money. We don't have players. Use all that money. You said that all that money is going to be for development. Right there is the place to buy. Yeah. Well, that's
3: something to wait and see. This spring training, so many fun storylines. And yep. you can follow all these storylines on a week-to-week basis here at Section 336. Because we'll have them all covered for you. Orioles baseball is back, baby.
2: It's it's so exciting, that baseball is back. I was talking to a guy at work today who's a— uh, He's a Tigers fan, so he's in a similar boat as us. And yeah. It's like we're just all so happy that baseball's back, even with that team. Yeah,
3: it doesn't even matter at this point.
2: So take yeah. your excitement,
3: guys, for this baseball and take it over to the iTunes section 3D6 and write us a five-star
2: review. Yeah, kind of like this one from February 4th from Brave Sir Kevin. Great Baltimore sports talk. Josh and Matt are great people and know their stuff. They do their research and are easy to listen to. If you enjoy Baltimore sp- sports, especially the birds, you got to listen to section 336 or FC Graham who said, love it. Never miss an episode living outside Maryland. This is my main source of O's news and talk. Matt, Josh, and occasionally Bert are the best. So go leave a review like that. We've made jokes throughout this that, yeah, when the Orioles suck, people don't listen to Section 336. So help us out. Spread the word. Give us a review. Tell your friends. And, hey, when you're seeing guys out in Sarasota, when you're seeing guys at the stadium this spring, help us out. Tell people about Section 336. Yeah. Come see us when we're there.
3: Go to our website, buy Section 336 t-shirt, and you can just wear your t-shirt around. And that's telling people about the show.
2: I guarantee if you wear your uh, 2023 World Series championship shirts, someone's going to ask you about it.
3: Yeah. I, I think I got to decide. doesn't
2: make any sense. That
3: might be my opening day shirt. I got to decide. I'm still working on it. Uh, it's either what, that or the uh, Hawaiian.
2: That, what do you want? The Hawaiian? Yeah, the Hawaiian I, I don't know if you're allowed to wear the Hawaiian at oh, home, yeah, games. home games. I, home I thought that's games. only away games, yeah, right? True. All right, boys and girls,
3: thanks for listening. You can follow us on Twitter. Follow me at section three three six and follow Josh at Josh Soroka You got something else to say, Josh? Looks like you got something else to say. All right, thanks. I was waiting (laughs) for you to say go O's. All right, thanks for listening, boys and girls.
2: And as always, go O's. Hey guys, have you checked out three three six daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites. that's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app. And then it makes sure it goes out to iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. it. They take care of everything distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the app store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out birdland sports for fans
0: by fans find more great shows like this at birdlandsports.com fact or myth in the big game the coin toss usually comes up heads that is a myth in fact tails has come up more often in recent years football is full of myths like the pigskin isn't actually made of pigskin gambling is a share of myths too unfortunately believing gambling myths can cost you a lot of money so learn what's myth and what's fact at keepitfunohio.com you'll also find helpful tips interesting quizzes and great games all to help ensure gambling is always fun